0: Hello, Dr. Deanne Ross here, the Love Theorist. It's good to be speaking with you today. What I'm wanting to do is start a little thread within the Love Theorist podcast series called From My Bookshelf. It occurred to me overnight and, and maybe for some time, but just really came became clear that what might be useful as part of my podcast series, series, the love, the love theorist series, is to give some um kudos actually, to people who are sitting on my bookshelf in the form of some writing that has has cross connections with, with the idea of love. And to me, this is a kind of peek into the window of other people's material, but also a way of honouring people who have influenced me right here right now and they're not necessarily highly famous people uh, but but are the kind of influences in my life that I think do do deserve some real acknowledgement so on my bookshelf is this a strange collection of books uh, and not necessarily all the books that I love by any means but just the ones that are on my bookcase um, bookshelf at this time and um of course, I have to start with the most important one of all. And it comes from Waleah Eaglehawk, who just happens to be my daughter. And perhaps not surprisingly, we both are writing about love, but so differently and so, so inspiring uh, how Walea is writing about love. And I'm not going to try and say everything about the first book that she wrote as a solo author, but just to give you some fragments by reading some of her writing directly uh, to get a feel for this book um, and maybe inspire you to read some more at some point. Um, and for many of you who are listening, it might be a not obvious book, uh, which is part of why I want to share it with you. And so first first in this little subsection of the love Love Theorist um, podcast series is a book by William Eaglehawk. It's called Idle Limerence, and the subtitle is The Art of Loving BTS as Phenomenon. And Willia wrote this book in 2020. What I want to say first of all is that it may not be obvious why this book is important to me in my forming of a theory of love. But it sits in the relationship with Walia and sits in the co-created behind the scenes process of her writing at the same time, writing this book that I'm talking with you about today, as I was writing uh, the first in the series of the revolutionary social worker books. So these are some behind the scenes hidden synergies where we were definitely engaged in some pretty fascinating conversations. Uh upfront as well to you may be wondering well who are BTS and why would we be wanting to know about BTS? Um, so you may not be aware, um, but millions and millions of people across the planet are aware of BTS who are a South Korean K-pop group. Uh, it's very hard to actually say enough to give you a sense of who they are because they are so multidimensional. This is a group of seven young men from South Korea, as I was just saying, who through their music, have been spreading the, word, the the idea of love in ways that are just phenomenal. When you have some sense of following the influences of, of their work, and and music as a way of conveying all sorts of messages in the world is not a new idea, but at this time for a group of non-white Western musicians to be having such an impact on the planet, um, centering on love, especially loving yourself, loving other people, um, including, for example, being invited to the UN to, to, as ambassadors uh, for their promoting of young people and young people's voice and need to be heard, being invited to the White House to talk with Joe Biden about anti, anti-Asian hate and how we need to do more to hold back and respond to anti-Asian hate. These are just some of the inspirational contributions of this group BTS. Uh, but nothing is more inspirational than how they interact and are with each other. And you'll get a little sense from that when I read some sections of the book. Now back to the book. It's it's an unusual book because it mixes it mixes sociological and psychological ideas in a narrative and the narrative sits around uh, a created person called Echo and Echo you just need to think of her really as a fan of BTS all right so again just to introduce the book more directly the book is called Idle Limerence, The Art of Loving BTS as Phenomenon and the first section I'm going to read is um, Eagle Hawk's commentary on love early in the book, and, and I'm reading directly from the book. This is page nine. If the Beatles are correct and love is all, indeed all we need, what exactly is it? Love can perhaps be best understood as an emotion, something that we all feel. Apart from that, though, it can be hard to pinpoint just what love is. Experts are divided. Some saying love is what we use to determine who, can, who we can procreate with. Others say that love is a social construct. According to ancient Greek thinkers, there are over seven types of love, ranging from eros, a lustful love, to agape, an unconditional love for humanity. Not only is love an emotion, but it's also a set of chemicals released in the body and brain, tetestrone and estrogen, dopamine serotonin, oxytocin, vasopressin. each of the chemicals drive lust, attraction and attachment. These chemical reactions influence one's actions and manifest as a broad spectrum of positive emotions, happiness, overwhelm, elation, excitement, and euphoria. The concept of love has evolved over time, shaped by different cultural understandings and collective experiences throughout the world. Not only does the human race shape how love looks and operates through individual actions that follow particular patterns, but they shape love through other socially constructed means, the most powerful of which is mass media. Through what we consume, we are taught that there is one kind of love that everyone needs to feel worthy, the romantic love of another. It is argued that romantic love is unrealistic, unattainable, a flash in the pan, It is argued that there is a different kind of love that is true and pure, the long-lasting kind that builds and grows over time. Michael Novak put it best when suggesting that perhaps, perhaps romance is a longing for love itself, the desire to be in love and be loved in return, to be showered with love and shouted from the rooftops. Perhaps that's the essence of love, a love for love itself. And according to Sia, to be human is to love. So it is only human to want romance, and it's only capitalism which packages romance in mass-produced media content for the whole family to enjoy. So that's that's interesting to me to think of love as, as a commodity in capitalist societies, but not only that and as a romantic attachment and of course not only that. Now what what the book actually does is theorise an idea called limerence, in particular idol limerence, which historically has been understood as as a pathology of an an obsession of fans for their favourite pop group, for example, um, and not something that can have transcendental value for a human being. So this book is really trying to challenge that traditional idea. And just a couple of comments about limerence, um, just to set the scene around that a little. This is on page 24 from Eagle Hawk's book. In many ways, limerence can be understood as the feeling that comes before romantic love. Though it is debated whether or not limerence is a form of love, it most definitely is felt strongly. In fact, it is said to be the strongest of all emotions, but due to its inconsistent and often non-linear nature, it can be hard to measure. If Novak is correct when he writes that romance is a love for love itself, perhaps then it is limerence that precedes all else and is the result of a deep, all-consuming desire for love that has not yet been reciprocated. According to Tenorv, limerence has the following basic components. This is this idea of limerence as a pathology. Intrusive thinking about the limerent focus. This is the the person in this instance, BTS, the pop group, K-pop group, originally termed the limerent object. This is who the focus is. Acute longing for reciprocation. Fear of rejection and unsettling shyness in the presence of the limerent focus, transient relief from intrusive thoughts through the fantasizing of emotional reciprocation from limerent focus, intensification of feelings through adversity, a remarkable ability to emphasize what is truly admirable in the limerent focus, and an ability to read into all actions of the limerade focus to analyse the potential emotional reciprocation. And if you've ever ever been an adoring fan, you'll recognise some of those qualities. Now, what's so exciting about this book is how the theory is interwoven with a storyline, a narrative of a person who is a fan, who comes to be a fan of BTS, and her name is Echo, So on page 81, here's here's a segment about Echo. While Echo was constructing scenarios of BTS in her mind, she was also deconstructing every aspect of the idol group. She counted the hours she spent poring over YouTube videos each day as sociological research. Maybe she would write a paper on how Korean men could still be masculine while wearing sparkly blouses and wrapping Maybe she could explore performative aggressive masculinities by analysing BTS's old live performances and categorising them based on hip thrusts and feverish growls. None of that interested her the same way as their identities. Echo was transfixed by their ability to perform the role of idol and boy next door. They moved between the roles on stage and interviews as easily as breathing. Echo felt such a level of familiarity with them that only drove this desire further. How could her peers be so familiar to her, yet so different? How could they know exactly what she wanted to see and exactly what she wanted to hear in songs, in interviews, in vlogs? Echo's spidey senses were tingling. A small voice suggested that perhaps she had fallen into a bigger capitalist plot, but that's not worried her the most. She was afraid that she didn't care about being a pawn in a consumerist game at all. Consequences of capitalism be damned. She wanted seven Korean husbands and she wanted them now. So so there you just get a flavour for what fan fan experience can be like it's multifaceted for everybody of course and at this point in time there are tens of millions of fans for bts across the planet Um, and the idea of limerence and idol limerence is that that mix of adoration and attraction and longing and unrequited love i guess um, among other things so that's that's to give a little flavor for that concept now one of the reasons i'm particularly interested in this publication um, and wanting to draw your attention to it is because it is also really trying to understand how love through the phenomenon of experiencing bts their music their way of being with each other which is very respectful very loving and caring over the more than 10 years they've been together as a k-pop group uh, is how it's located in a particular concept of love as revolutionary. And, for, and I f- just want to read a little bit now from the latter part of Eagle Hawk's book on how that concept of revolutionary is and revolution is different from the, the usual notion of revolution. So if you'll bear with me on that um, because I really want to bring it to the same point of uh, common ground where Willia and I are writing on revolutionary love. This is page 100, 182. Historically, there have been numerous revolutions, usually started at acts of rebellion against regimes. Revolutions, more often than not, begin as a power grab and go on to influence how money gets made, which over the course of time has looked like revolutions of the agricultural industry. In contemporary times, it is not all about food, though vegans who are charged as eco-terrorists in Australia would beg to differ. Rather, modern-day revolutions revolve around politics, government structures, and the alluring power of controlling armed forces. History hasn't shown a revolutionary force quite like the leader of BTS Nam June and, and the whole group, as all history has shown is hurt men hurting men in an attempt at possessing an elusive power and ruling with brute force. When it comes to the Nam June narrative, the first step to becoming a revolutionary is to change the meaning of the word itself, or rather, change the mode and means of which a revolution begins and ultimately how it ends. This isn't a hostile takeover, this is a revolution of consciousness, the coming of the age of Aquarius, which many had hoped to be a return to love for humankind. If history has shown us that hurt men hurt men, BTS shows us that loved men loving men is far more powerful, a power which only can be attained when it is not sought after nor even thought of in the first place. A revolutionary in the 21st century must surely be a physical embodiment of love, love in every sense of the word love from the inside out, love that extends from deep within all the way up to the stars in the sky and out into the vast universe beyond. Someone who understands the transformational power of love, someone who has started to love themselves. The same someone who baths in the healing light of a revolutionary love form their many selves, reflected back at them amidst a sea of purple orbs. Someone who knows that love isn't easy and the biggest battle lies within. It starts and ends with a revolution of self. The most com- controversial rebellious act anyone can do is love themselves, to continue to recommit to the process through the ups and downs of life that isn't designed to allow one to become self actualized this love isn't perfect or complete. It's a love that is a perpetual work in progress as reality shifts around it. It's a love that transcends and is so big that it can elevate millions, billions to brave new, new heights. Traditionally, it has been the leader of an army who stands triumphant at the end of a rebellion. This time, the only difference is not just capitalism, but capitalisation. The largest army on earth has 1.6 million troops armed with guns. They'll shoot to kill. BTS's army, because this is what their fan group is called, army, however, is estimated to be 23 million strong and growing, armed with light sticks called bombs. They shoot love hearts from the finger guns. Their motto is click, click, bang, bang, and we're bulletproof. There needn't be a dictatorship to recruit members to this army. In fact, they'll pay for the privilege. This revolution has reappointed the words army, bomb and bulletproof to stand for love, acceptance and non-violence. How ironic then that the one thing that could tear BTS and army apart may be South Korea's mandatory military enlistment. 2020 might just be the last time we see... BTS for quite some time. And in fact, uh, in 2022, late 2022, when I'm speaking, um, the first of BTS members, Jin is actually about to enlist in 18 months of service. So just moving over to page 186 now, so if a revolution and in turn a revolutionary begins with the process of self-love, why is it that Kim Nam and BTS are singled out as the forefront of this movement? Self-love is often a process kept behind closed doors, relegated to the realms of airy self-improvement movements that are often dismissed as soft and therefore pointless. The two concepts of self and of love are often associated with more effeminate people. Self-love is for women and therefore is pointless, as, simply, as men simply do not have, the f- have feelings, nor do they love themselves. This Discor- discourse exists purely to perpetuate our own emotional and spiritual disempowerment, a discourse which is rapidly shifting under our feet. When embarking on this journey of self-love, BTS as a group of men began a discourse of learning to love themselves that extended further than their own private quarters. Not only that, they didn't merely say it in passing or make a simple tweet. They made a trilogy of music about it. You see, a revolutionary must be an artist, must be a musician for many reasons. In this case, it is the transcendental properties of music that reach beyond language and culture. It is music that follows us wherever we go, not words on a page in an odd looking book. Music finds us anywhere, anytime, and communicates complexity in simple terms that retain their nuances, especially when the Korean language is involved. Suddenly words, love yourself, take on new meaning. They're no longer words one would find in a small corner of a darkened bookstore. They are art with many implicit and explicit meanings now attached, as BTS use them to further the individual and collective narrative, both fictional and reflective. They are a commodity, packaged in aesthetically pleasing ways that delight the heart and mind, a gift we gladly pay for. But most of all, they're words that come from the mouths of men who sit with one another and reflect on their lives, their shared journey and struggles, while the camera records and the world watches. Suddenly self-love is a word, a concept for everyone, even men, even idols. Suddenly the idea of loving oneself is accessible to anyone as the stigma begins to shift. Then comes the magic. Watching self-love in progress from a group of seven men with the weight of the world on their shoulders. That's why it must come from artists, musicians, in fact. That is why it must come from an idol. No one enraptures the world quite like a seemingly perfect idol. Who better to teach a new generation of people to love themselves than an idol who proclaims they are inherently flawed and spend most of their time hating themselves. After all, what we love about idols is that they're just like us. Not many of us love the skin we're in, but that is changing as we shape ourselves in the reflection of our beloved idols, our limerent desires who show us how persons can be made and remade. This time, our persona is love, made in their image. Okay, so that's a little bit of a reading of excerpts from Idle Limerence, The Art of Loving BTS as Phenomenon. And I hope you found that interesting um, and gave some insights into some of my um, supporting parallel crosslinks with my daughter and her writing. And, of course, maybe it needs... Not to be said, but let me say, it. I also am a fan of BTS and I find their work inspirational on so many levels. And, you know, if you aren't already familiar with them, do, do YouTube them and check them out and see what you think. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with me and bye for now.